0: My name is Corey Sharp, and it is time for a new episode of Talking with Decision Makers. Makers is a show where I sit down with business owners, entrepreneurs, executives, marketers, and really anyone else that I find does interesting work. So, you see, I'm the founder of a brand new marketing and advertising agency called Sharp Marketing and Media. And as a young entrepreneur, I wanted to create as many opportunities as I can to learn from all kinds of different people. And this podcast brings you on that journey with me. So, each episode, I'm gonna sit down with a different leader or decision maker to learn from their experiences, to learn from their highs and their lows, how they felt about it along the way, how they overcame obstacles, and take that and package it in a way that I can learn from it and apply it to my life. And I'm gonna invite you to be able to do the same, to learn from these experiences and apply them to your own work, your own career, your own business. On this episode, I am talking with Lisa Rector of the Rector real estate team at Keller Williams. In a fairly short period of time, Lisa has gone from a new person in town to one of the top producing realtors in the county. She is smart, fun, and has a lot of insights into connecting with customers and guiding them through what is often the biggest financial decision of their life. Lisa was actually the listing agent on my current home when I bought it a few years ago and and also helped my wife and I with another real estate transaction just this summer. So I have seen her in action and you would be hard pressed to find someone more capable and caring than Lisa. I am thrilled that we all have the opportunity to learn from her and without any more delay. This is my conversation with Lisa Rector. Uh, today, talking with Lisa Rector of the Rector team—is that the official name of the team? The
1: Lisa Rector team at Keller Williams. Yes.
0: Okay, at Keller Williams. Mm-hmm. And I know that you're a very like, high-producing realtor. I don't know ex- the exact stats. You can quote them. Yeah. I know that you produce uh, quite a bit within the community. But if you want to just start to like, just tell myself and a little bit like a little bit about yourself, who you are, what you do.
1: Yeah. So my name is Lisa Rector. Um, I grew up in Springfield, Ohio, so I am not a townie. Um, I'm a Buckeye. And I went to school at Eastern Kentucky University for college, and I got my bachelor's degree in apparel design and merchandising, so really putting that to good use now. (laughs) Um, So there I met my now husband, Jason Rector, and he was from Champaign. Illinois, and he said to me, well, I'm going to be on the fire department in my hometown, so I'm going back to Champaign, and if this is going to work, we need to really consider living in Champaign, so once I visited here, uh-huh. I immediately fell in love with Champaign. Um, I just love the the vibe. For me, it feels very safe and welcoming, and I knew it would be a great spot for us to raise a family, which was the plan. So I followed him back here, and uh, now here I am, ten years later, live in Champaign. I have um, my lease director team at Keller Williams Real- Keller Williams Realty, and uh, we have two kiddos, Kinsey and Leo, and my husband and I also own rental properties in town.
0: Okay, very fun. Uh, yes, the you know I grew up in a town about an hour and a half from here, called Gridley, Illinois, outside of Bloomington Normal. And when I moved here in 2013, it was kind of different because Bloomington, great community. It's a very middle class, upper middle class community. But it sometimes, with all that comfortability, can lack some character. Mm -hmm. You know, Bloomington's known for having, you know, the most restaurants per capita in the world. But they're all uh, chain-produced restaurants. And there's just so much where it's a community the size of Bloomington Normal, but has a lot more culture and a lot more character. Yeah. To it, which is a great thing about Champagne Urbana that I've really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so it makes sense. You would get up here and, and kind of want to stay. Yep. So um, looking through your career, I mean, you're currently a realtor um, and you lead a team, but how did you get to this point? Like, what was kind of the story of you jumping into real estate yeah. and uh, kind of the journey that you took on your career? You said you studied uh, fashion merchandising, mm-hmm. but now. Mm-hmm. You had that move up here. What was the rest of that journey for you?
1: Yeah, so after college, I was in retail management, um, and I did that for a while. And, you know, after working holidays and getting home at midnight and not really seeing my husband, we were newlyweds, our schedules just weren't syncing up. Um, And that obviously was not making me very happy. I wasn't passionate about the job that I was in. And like I said, we had rental properties, so I had a little bit of experience in real estate and thought, well, why don't I just quit my steady <laughs> job, my steady paycheck, and hop into real estate and, and get my license? And that's what I did. Um, so fast forward eight years now that I've been licensed, I have grown a team because a couple years ago, I finally realized no one succeeds alone. So that's when I started to really focus on building my team and getting the right people in the right seats of the bus. And once you have that... Very Jim Collins. (laughs) Once you have that, it's it's incredible the things that you can do. Mm-hmm. Um, and because I have the leverage on my team, we are all able to hit our goals. It's a win-win for everyone. My team members are hitting their goals. I can hit my goals. And that means that I don't have to work 80 hours a week mm-hmm. to do it. And I can still spend time with my family and travel and, and do the things that are important. So,
0: Yeah, and it does seem, you know, real estate, real estate is one of those, you know, being a realtor, one of those things that, On one hand, like from a technical, like you don't need the rights, like like you don't have to go to school for it type of thing. So on one hand, the opportunity is open to almost anyone, Mm -hmm. but the actual execution of the work, Mm -hmm. there's almost so much more to it oftentimes Mm -hmm. than people understand. Mm -hmm. And so some people might come in with the wrong mindset of, I just come in, show people some stuff, make a bunch of money, and it's over. But then there's also the other hand of like, you do have to be talented and skilled and put in the work and...
1: And I love hearing, well, I don't love it, but <laughs> when people say, oh, i want to get my real estate license because you can make a ton of money. Well, you're not going to get rich overnight. You're going to work hard. Mm-hmm. You're going to work evenings. You're going to work weekends. And not everybody's going to be successful. It's not going to be a good fit for everyone. Um, and it's also interesting when I hear somebody say, "Well, I love watching HGTV, so I want to get into real estate because I love looking at houses." Well, it's really just connecting with people. Mm-hmm. So if you're not a people person and you're not able to connect with your clients, you're probably not going to be very successful. Yeah. So it's more than just looking at houses. <laughs>
0: and and with that, like, you know, you kind of lean like lean into it that I'm sure that the early months and years are pretty lean and you kind of have to build up a queue of things before you can kind of uh back to Jim Collins kind of spin the flywheel a little yeah. bit. So in your experience, what were some of the the bumps along the road there? Like were there moments where you just kind of felt like this might not be it? Like What was that like for you?
1: Yeah. Well, um, like I said, when I left retail, I had a lot of people tell me, you're crazy. Why would you leave your steady job? And why would you get into real estate? The market's awful, which at the time it wasn't. Um, They were just giving me those limiting beliefs. And I started to believe them Mm -hmm. myself. And I started to lack confidence and get scared because that was a huge risk I was taking. Um, So what I did was I joined a team and... I pretty quickly realized that that team wasn't a good fit for me, and I was able to find my own business. So I decided to leave that team, go out on my own, and then in the future work on building my own team. And when that happened, I heard a lot of, you're never going to be able to do this. You can't do it on your own. You need to stay on the team. You need me to succeed. And again, that just uh, really kind of stepped me back a little and made me question if this was really the the right fit for me. And I'm grateful for those people because those two people that shared their negative feedback with me actually motivated me more. Not because I needed to prove to them I could do it, but because I needed to prove to myself. And it was kind of like, here, hold my high heels. Let me show you what I can do. Um, so I've actually thanked one of them for you know that experience because, like I said, if I didn't go through that mm-hmm. and hear that and have somebody doubt me, I may not have been as motivated and then I may not be where I am today.
0: And so to you, that was kind of... You felt like that was more negative feedback, yeah. like then like I'm sure there's way you could frame of like here are the challenges ahead of you, but it seemed more of just like mm-hmm. a non-starter in the yeah. way that they yeah. communicated that to you. Yeah. So yeah, I def definitely hear that. I have an entire playlist called the F U playlist <laughs> that um, uh, that really makes me think of. Yeah. Um, so uh, when was there uh, a time when maybe you? felt like, hey, this, this might just work. Like maybe there was a specific client or a couple of situations over the course of a, a month that you just kind of felt some momentum that you thought yeah. this might be it. This is yeah. like kind of the or break in the dam. feeling like,
1: wow, I did it. I made it. I'm here. Um, yeah, definitely. After three years of being in my new career, again, I'm not from here. So that was something I always told myself too. Oh gosh, I'm not a townie. I don't have Um, A ton of friends and a big sphere here, so I'm not going to be successful. Um, And after three years, I had received a letter in my office mailbox that I was in the top 20% of our Keller Williams office, which was around 150 agents. So that was huge for me. Um,
0: so before that, you didn't really know exactly where no, you were compared, or relatively? No, I mean, I
1: was like, yeah, you know, I'm making a little bit of money. This is fun. But no, not until I really received that letter and saw where I was on the scoreboard, we'll say. Mm-hmm. Um, then I realized, okay, yeah, maybe this is a good fit. Maybe I am doing something right here. Um, so I had... Kind of just said out loud, half jokingly, I would love to someday be in the top 10% of our whole board of realtors, which is made up of around 600 agents. And um, the last two years, I've been in the top 5%. Wow. So it's- Doubled down. Yes. It's been really exciting. And when I said that out loud, I mean, I envisioned myself maybe in my 40s, maybe in my 50s getting there, not a couple years later. hmm so that's been really exciting to uh, watch kind of all of that come to fruition and really excited and proud of where I am now.
0: Very fun. So what do you think um, in kind of all of the skills, talents, and abilities that it takes to be a good realtor, like what makes a good realtor and what do you think that other positions who are in a form of sales mm-hmm. can really take from what? take what makes a good realtor yeah.
1: well one thing i took from being in retail management and sales there is you've got to find a way to connect with your clients right away you mm-hmm. can't go in you know shots fired asking the sales questions trying to get the clothes because that's going to turn people off um so i've always really focused on how can i just connect with them find something in common and just be genuine so one of my favorite stories i was doing an open house and A lady came in and I started, Hi, how are you doing today? You know, what brings you out? Do you live in the neighborhood? And she immediately said, I'm not a nice person. So you probably don't, well, she actually said, I'm the B word. So you probably don't want to talk to me. (laughs) And I could have just, you know, stepped away. Okay. Yep. Got it. Have a nice day. I'll leave you alone. And I didn't. And I kept asking questions that were not real estate related. Just, you know, I don't remember exactly what they were, but. I know she was in a motorcycle, so maybe she had a Harley Davidson shirt on, I just asked her about that. Because I took the time just to get to know her, and I was being genuine, she started to open up and trust me. Um, So by the end of the open house, she was my client. And since then, I have sold her five houses now. Mm -hmm. And we've actually become pretty good friends. So um, I just love that because, like I said, it would have been really easy for me to just shut down and not talk to her at all. Um, Another a big piece of advice I have is one simple question. So when uh, in real estate for most clients, this is the biggest financial transaction of their life. It's scary. They need somebody they can trust. Um, So I usually start off when I meet with clients with one simple question of how do I win with you? And the fact that I just take the time to ask them, what do you expect from me? What do you want to see from me? Because every client is going to be different. I've had some clients where they say, don't call us at all until we have an offer. I have some clients that say, I want to hear from you every third day. Keep me in the loop. So if you're not asking those questions, then you don't know how to be the best agent for them. Um, So then after I hear their expectations, then I really focus on those and exceed those expectations. Mm -hmm. So just being genuine and and asking that simple question. And we use that on our team, too. So our team retreats, we... Ask all of our agents and our admin, how do we win with you? Tell us how to communicate, what works with you, what doesn't.
0: To, like, help them in, in their professional development.
1: Yeah, and, and how we work together as a mm-hmm. team. So I know for, you know, some people on my team, if I need to address something, I can do it directly. And I know for the other person, I need to kind of wait, pull them aside, um, because I've asked that simple question.
0: Interesting. And one of the things I can think of, too, that pops in my head that uh, – you know, a principle I think about is, and you've helped me with in a way is to never be a dead end mm-hmm. is I never want to have someone come to me with something and never like just say, Oh, sorry, I can't help. Uh-huh. Um, cause even this kind of, uh, I was thinking about this the other day, uh, when, so you helped my wife and I purchase a lot to eventually build a house on, but you're not building a house on it. So like the financing is weird. Yeah. And I said, how do I finance this? And you said, here's Justin. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I so I called this guy, Justin and he is basically like i don't have a product for this but these are the types of people that have a product for this this is the type of rate you should expect Mm -hmm. and this is how you should do it Mm -hmm. and so he couldn't help me but he was there to kind of show me the right next Mm -hmm. step
1: and for us it's you know we're always striving for a win-win result and for me in real estate a lot we're solving problems Every transaction is different. There's a ton of bumps in the road that come up with every transaction, and we just have to be creative and think outside of the box to figure it out. So, yeah, I hardly ever give a dead end of, no, this isn't going to work. I mean, I will do everything I can, and if I don't have the answer, then I'll figure it out, and I'll find somebody that does. So, just finding solutions.
0: Um, so, uh, one question is a question that's probably being asked a lot within your circles right now that, you know, professions like uh, realtors, um, people who kind of within transactions stand in between kind of a seller and a product, that those industries have started to face some challenges. We just saw, I think in the last month, someone like Zillow has mm-hmm. opened a brokerage. Yes. Right? Yeah. And so I don't, I'm not a person who says this is the end of realtors, but I do think realtors, how can realtors continue Mm -hmm. to provide greater value Mm -hmm. than what these other kind of more automated systems are bringing?
1: Yeah. So in the future, real estate is going to look a lot different because there's going to be a lot of different ways and, and new options to buy and sell homes. And we're already starting to see them. And especially right now, because I know that's coming Right now, our focus is, you know, being face-to-face and voice-to-voice. That's mm-hmm. more important than ever. Um, so we actually have, a, like, a VIP client list. And we – so if you've bought or sold with us, then we invite you to all kinds of fun events we have and activities. And, you know, Mother's Day through the pandemic, we were sending cupcakes to everybody's door. That was a mom. Just to show our love and support. Um, again, because – Real estate is usually the biggest financial transaction that they are experiencing and they need somebody that they trust. And, um, so that's been really important. And what we're going to see is, you know, people that think that they don't need an agent to represent them or, um, they can use discount services. So I've experienced, I've had clients reach out to me. Well, one lady, she, um, Tried to sell her house for two years on her own. So she thought she would save the commission. She did not need an agent. She was on the market for two years, finally called me and said, I can't get my house sold. Come meet with me. We listed it. I got it sold for full price in one day. So when you think about the carrying costs she had mm-hmm. for those two years, she would have actually saved money if she would have hired me ahead of time and still pulled, paid the full commission. Um, and then another situation I had clients called, they tried to sell on their own without an agent. Then they chose to do a discount service. Um, and that didn't work out. And again, called me, I listed it, sold it in two days for full price. Mm -hmm. So yes, we know that that's, you know, where the future is leading to with real estate. And like I said, what's really important is actually connecting with our clients. Mm -hmm.
0: And that's something I've thought it does. Like I don't see these changes as, you know, spelling the end for Mm -hmm. realtors, but I do think it might spell the end for realtors who coast. Yes. Right. It's kind of like if you're not delivering extra value, Mm -hmm. then this is going to be a challenge for you.
1: Yeah. If your clients aren't seeing the value in you, they don't trust you and feel comfortable. And we always say like create raving fans. So with our clients, that's why we want to love on them. We want them to be our raving fans. We want them to tell all of their family and friends, "Leah Sirector is the best real estate agent. You have to use her," um, and that's going to help us because we're actually taking the time to really get to know our clients and and take care of them.
0: And you know, this kind of I think is another solution that leads into my next question is that um, with professions like being a realtor, uh, where we're you, the human being, more or less, are the service. Um, I I've seen that it seems like people who are the most successful at this either purposefully or just you know inadvertently develop a strong, mm-hmm. consistent brand for themselves. Mm-hmm. How have you developed a brand, you know, a personal brand for yourself and for your team?
1: Yeah. So I love um, looking at this as become the mayor of your own community. And that community looks different for everyone. So really, it's just finding your niche and really focusing on that. Um, So for instance, my husband's on the fire department, Mm -hmm. and our fire department is a very tight-knit brother and sisterhood. Um, So I get a lot of my business from the fire department, and I know that's my niche, and I really focus on that, and I'm... Striving to become the mayor of that community. Um, Same thing with investment properties. So my husband and I own investment properties. I work with a lot of investors in town. We're very passionate about helping people get started investing in real estate and building wealth. Um, So that's another niche that I've run with and um, strive to become the go-to investment real estate agent. And I love the saying, don't eat uh, from a chef that doesn't eat his own cooking. So if you're wanting to buy investment properties and get started, you know why wouldn't you want to go with the agent that actually has the experience and success with that because they do it personally. So that's another niche that um, I kind of have built my brand around that has helped out. Uh,
0: The the way that I understand kind of how the real estate business works is that – Like I have to imagine that with teams and you have, you know, team leads and those kinds of things that that mentorship both, you know, as the team lead Mm -hmm. rises up and then mentorship within the team are Mm -hmm. incredibly important. How have you had kind of solid like mentorship experiences Then how are you trying to mentor your team to help them develop? Mm -hmm. Because I believe it's probably in your interest that they develop as well as their own interest that they develop as well.
1: Yeah. Um, well, training and education is huge because when you get your real estate license, it's all about license law. They're not teaching you how to actually sell and connect with clients. Um, so actually, the company that I'm with, Keller Williams, was named one of the top education um, companies in the world amongst all fields, yeah. not just real estate. Um, so we are very education-based in I always say, if you're not learning, you're not growing. If you're not growing, you're dying. So that's one piece of advice I have for every new agent is go to every class. Go to every seminar. You can never stop learning because every transaction is different. Every client is different. So, um, I mean, I with my team, yeah, I encourage them to go to – every class that we can and because I'm going to them as well. We actually do a lot of personal, um, and professional development. So within our company, we have a class called bold and it's about mindset and, um, not just selling real estate. So actually today I will be doing that this afternoon and this will be my seventh or eighth time Hmm. I've done that class. Um, And, you know, my husband sometimes says, well, you could be teaching this class. Why are you taking it so many times? And it's because no man steps in the same river twice because it's not the same river and it's not the same man. So every time I go through these classes, I'm in a different place in my business and I'm in a different place in my life. So I may hear something the sixth time that I didn't hear the five times before. Um, So, yes, our team is very education based. That helps us. And um, we just hold each other accountable at a high level. I have a real estate coach. Um, One of my agents on my team, she has a real estate coach. And another thing that we really focus on is talking about our big whys. So that's what makes me wake up in the morning. Why am I going to work? Um, And my why looks different than every team member. Mm -hmm. All of our whys are different. But we take time to learn those about each other because then I know... Their individual whys, and that helps me motivate them and hold them accountable um, at a higher level because, of course, I want them to hit their goals and be able to hit those big whys, and then if they're hitting their goals, I'm hitting my goals, and like I said, it's a win-win, so a lot of accountability, a lot of coaching, Mm -hmm. and a lot of education.
0: Mm. Yeah, because it's, yeah, within the team framework, it's just uh, super interesting how every, like, it's almost like baseball in the sense where there are all these individual activities going on, but all of those individual activities come back mm-hmm. to, to everyone else.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. And so it's, I know some from some of our previous conversations uh-huh. that, um, you know, women in business, women in this business, um, and just women developing in their professional careers is something that uh, is important to you. I mean, just other than fact that, like, it's a good thing to, to – mm-hmm. Root for, yeah. like, what is it about um, uh, those notions that that really make you passionate about them?
1: Yeah. Um, well, like I said, it goes back to people telling me I couldn't do it, mm. um, and just proving to myself that I was capable of doing it, and not allowing anybody else to hold me back. So, um, I have a daughter; she's mm. six. The other day, we were in the car, and she said, Mommy, who's your boss? And I was like, well, Mommy's her boss. She said, no, 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 Mommy, who is your boss? And I'm like, I'm my boss. No, Mommy, your boss, who is your boss? And I was like, baby girl, I am my boss. Mommy is the boss. And her eyes just lit up. She had the biggest smile on her mouth. So I would say that would be another Mm -hmm. point in my life that I felt like I did it. I made it. (laughs) my daughter is so proud of me right now. And then she said, I want to be just like you when I get older. So that just melded my heart and made me just so proud to, um, to get here and be a successful businesswoman, and to be able to show my daughter that there's no ceiling. Don't let anybody limit you. Don't let anybody tell you you can't do it because you can do whatever you set your mind to. Mm -hmm. Um, and I also think it's really important to realize You've probably heard you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Um, and I have taken a hard look at that recently because I wasn't surrounding myself with uplifting, positive, empowering, successful women. And that was starting to bring me down. Mm-hmm. So I have been very intentional now about who I'm spending my time with. Like I said, I'm, I'm meeting with a CEO today. I'm meeting with another female CEO next week. Um, and the conversations that we're having are a lot different than the conversations I was used to. So I encourage a lot of women, if you're kind of feeling stuck, you're feeling like um, you don't have a great tribe, you're not surrounding yourself with people that are uplifting you and are happy for you and are excited and want to help you reach your goals, then literally create a list of women that you look up to and reach out to them. ask him to coffee, ask him to lunch. Um, because we really just need to have those conversations. And like I said, uplifting each other more. And when I'm meeting with those women, I'm thinking, how is this female going to contribute to me and how am I going to contribute to her? So, um, just being super intentional about that. And, uh, like I said, just showing my daughter and, other women, nobody can hold you back.
0: Um, Kind of thinking practically a little bit, you're talking about, you know, making a list, meeting with some yeah. other women. Do you think that maybe some, uh, it might like, because you're talking about, you know, talking about the wealth management, mm-hmm. um, that meeting with people who maybe are from a different industry could be helped just because oh, I yeah. could imagine in some of that celebration, if they're in the same industry, there's like, like anyone, there's kind of this little thing inside of you that might be envious of sure. the person you're
1: sitting across from. Oh, yeah. yeah, I've seen that. And um, yes, yeah, so a lot of the women I've been surrounding myself with, some are in my mm-hmm. industry and mm-hmm. some, of are in, some of them are in different industries. Um, so it really is just who I look up to, who mm-hmm. um, is an empowering, successful, positive woman in my mind. Mm-hmm. And I want to you know, spend more time with them.
0: And thinking through too, like, do you think, uh, cause one of the first things that you jumped to in your explanation was some of the, the, the doubt and negativity that you experienced when you first, mm-hmm. uh, kind of branched out on your own, does that, are you connecting there that you felt like some of that negativity was because you're a woman that like the branching out on your own part of it? Yes.
1: That particular one probably was part of that. Hmm. Yeah. So.
0: Sorry. That sucks.
1: Well, that's okay, because like I said, it was like, hold my heels, I'm going to show you, watch this, um, I'm going to prove you wrong, and like I said, I didn't do it to prove that particular person wrong, Um, I did it to prove myself, and I still do, I, I love that, you know, setting goals and just proving to myself I can do it, and then, like I said, I have little eyes watching me at home, so just showing her, hey, whatever goal you set out there, you can get it, so...
0: So to, to end on something fun, um, you know, in the 10 years or so of you doing this, mm-hmm. you've probably seen thousands of homes, interacted with thousands to tens of thousands of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably a question every person in the business gets, <laughs> what, what's your highlight reel of interesting or funny or other experiences mm-hmm. uh, doing this work?
1: Yeah. Well, I will say um, quickly. I I also get to see a lot of really heartbreaking experience uh, situations, which has in turn um, allowed me to focus more on giving back to the community mm-hmm. because I'm seeing those needs that I wasn't exposed to or aware of before getting into real estate. Um, but yeah, the the fun stuff. Um, a lot of it is not appropriate, probably to say <laughs> on air what I've seen laid out. Um, that people forget to put away when we have a showing. Um, I've seen stripper poles in the living room. I have, let's see, I went to um, an investment property. There were some college kids living in there. I don't know if they didn't realize we were coming or what happened. I opened the door and a pit bull jumped up on okay. me and peed all over me. Um And as we're walking through the house, you know, there's college kids sleeping and passed out everywhere. So we just kind of went on with our showing. And then, of course, I had to go home and and change after that because I had dog pee all over me. Um, I've walked into many flea infestations. Oh. Yeah. So I've taken those in my car, been in the middle of the street realizing it, trying to get them out of my pants, Um, getting home and, you know, stripping in the garage. So that's happened a couple times And, uh, so I had one client, she was dead serious. We were looking at houses and she asked me if I would call HGTV and talk to the property brothers Hmm. and ask them. Reasonable request. Oh yeah. So like I have their number on speed dial. Um, so asked if I would call them and ask if they would come to Champaign and buy her her house and (laughs) flip it for her. And then she could just be on the show and dead serious. Okay, so when are you going to reach out to them? When do you think you'll hear back? So, needless to say, we um, she was not a lifelong client. I'm not a raving fan of hers. We decided that we were not going <laughs> to work together. Fit. So I did not sell her a home. So, so my other agent maybe reached out. I haven't seen Property Brothers that they came to Champagne. So I guess they didn't. Nobody fulfilled her request. So, so uh, that's. That's it. Like I said, there's a lot that um, we see that is uh, a little inappropriate and fun, (laughs) and you know, I've never really had anybody get upset about anything. We always just laugh when it happens. So, yeah, every day is a a new opportunity, and you never know what you're walking into.
0: (laughs) Very fun, very fun. Well, thank you. I'm sure that this was uh, edifying and helpful for a number of people, and it was great to just chat. Yeah. Well, thanks
1: for having me. And if anybody ever has any questions about, um, real estate wealth building through investment properties or anything like that, I'd be happy to help.
0: Fantastic. Thank you.
1: Thanks.
0: That was Lisa Rector with the Rector real estate team at Keller Williams. For more information about Lisa and her team, you can find them at lisarector.kwrealty.com. For information about me and what I do, you can check out sharpmarketingmedia.com. I hope that we can catch you again next time on Talking with Decision Makers.